It is Monday, August 24th. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. We're fired up right now out here in the Philadelphia area. I'm, I'm hyped up. You're hyped up, Zach. All right, Kieran McCauley, Zach Rothenberger, kicking off a Monday night here. And, and you know, per usual, look at the Xfinity remote didn't even pick it up. Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, let's get that. We're getting it on the TV. Oh, yeah. So, if you, listen, you know, if you're talking, it's not that I'm not listening. I'm just also watching the Flyers because, Zach, they won their first playoff series for the yeah. first time in eight years. I had this exact huge. shirt on. Eight years ago when I was out in San Diego visiting the great Nick class when they got eliminated. So, you know, times you change. Go. Good. There yeah, go. for better. There so, we, uh, yeah. So, we're all fired up here. It's exciting, though. So, we're going to kick off a great week here, though. And I should probably just grab my show notes while I'm at it. I'm, like, throwing things and getting all excited. Uh, but, no, we got, a great, we, got, we got a great show lined up. Uh, and it's fun to get back here and back in the lab, eh? Uh, on a Monday here, wrapping up the summer as we get closer to football season. So, at that point, we'll obviously have – uh, a fair amount of football chatter on the show tonight. Uh, we'll also talk a little about the NBA and NHL playoffs. Um, oh, we got Iris Tequila Master already kicking off the chat. We love it. Um, and we'll, you know, it's Mojo Monday, and uh, we got some other things. You know, kind of a little fun segment. We'll talk about things that are not as good as advertised, Zach. And we'll tell you, do a little fantasy twist in there too to make it fun. Um, all right, but I'll tell you, like we always do, get the week kind of. It's probably the Monday ones are always fun for clickbait. I feel like because. There's always just so much stuff over the weekend that you can kind of clean up after. So without further yeah. ado, I'll kick it off to you. And uh, what, what are you feeling? Because actually yours is a little, you know, pretty recent. Yeah, this this one actually came out about about an hour ago, I would say. And, uh, well, it's a pretty obvious statement, Kieran. Well, actually, you know what? First off, let me just take a step back. You know, I saw that I, when I found this article, it said exclusive content. Like you pay for it from ESPN+. And I understand why this was even remotely in ESPN+. So but, I want to I want to say something real quick because to that point, as I was adding this in today, I saw the ESPN Plus thing. I thought, you know, Zach, you're you're kind of a hero when you think <laughs> about it. Seriously, someone's got to have that subscription to see what kind of junk's actually floating around in those articles, and and you're saving people money and dollars yeah. and cents, so they don't have to waste their money and read this type of clickbait and crap. So all right, but sorry, yeah. not Sooner Thunder. Yeah, I will say that the one nice thing about ESPN Plus is, is the fights, the you know UFC fight nights and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, and some of the other shows. But besides that, the content is a little a little crazy. As you can see, you know, can a new coach fix the Philadelphia 76ers? I mean, if they didn't think a new coach could fix them, why did they let go Brett Brown for one and for two? I don't know what I don't know what can fix the Sixers. To be quite honest, yeah, I. A lot. They need like a witch doctor or something would be a good start. Um, that that yeah. sucked, by the way. I mean, Grant, like, can I add to your clickbait a little bit? Do a little piggyback. It's kind of a little basketball chatter, you know, mm-hmm. into it. Like, right? There's people that are upset. The Sixers got like, what plan have you been on? Yeah, right. What did you think was gonna happen, dude? I wasn't trying to be funny like two months ago when I was like, yeah, they're gonna play at the Celtics and get swept. Like, like they're gonna get swept. They're not good. Yeah, yeah. He's not like. And, and, and then here's the other side of it that, and I, I feel like I'm almost like jumping the gun, so I'll, I'll, I'll temper myself for a second. But it's like they got the other crowd, right? That's like I, I just feel so bad for Brett Brown because he's such a nice guy. Okay, I, I get it. Yeah. Like, but the thing is, you can't blur the lines. It's the joke I always say with Kirk Cousins, right? Kirk Cousins on the show, I'm gonna laugh at him for for ju- juice boxes and right, and because I hate him because I'm a Packers fan, right? Like, because that's my like fictitious character of a sports fan that lives in the real world, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. right. But then on the flip side, right. If we ran into Kirk cousins on the street, we're like, Oh my God, Kirk cousins. Like, and if he was nice to us, we're like, dude, he's the nicest guy. I feel so bad for even like ever, you know, <laughs> but that's just, you as a sports fan. So I don't need to hear this from the writers saying, Oh, I just, I feel so bad for Brett. Brown. He's the nicest guy. I'm like, you were the ones writing and rightfully. So the last month or two that he's got to get fired. He should have been on it a, a year and a half ago, but nevertheless, sorry. I, yeah. 
I felt some type of way about your clickbait today. Yeah, no, I, I know you did, and I was I was hoping you would you would say what you did because I wanted to keep <laughs> up for you, and you hit it out of the park. So that was that was perfect. And you know, obviously, you know, no one wants to see anyone lose their job. We're not necessarily happy that Brett Brown is unemployed right now, but it's the Sixers as a team and organization as a whole needed a change in that particular position. They get paid a lot of money to, to move on, by the way. And, and not right. to mention that you, it's not like, you know, someone like us where it's like, oh, no, what would I do next? It's like where you're George Costanza in that scene where he's like, well, I like sports. <laughs> yeah, I like broadcasting it, you know, with Jerry. No, and, and this is – he's going to be fine. He's going to get our coaching job. He's going to make yeah. millions of dollars. He'll be fine. He'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, speaking of guys making millions of dollars, uh, I, I don't know why the Bears signed Jimmy Graham to purchase the same contract that we were, were getting underneath from uh, in Green Bay. That's, of course, I have to talk like a Packers fan on it. But, um, dude, I saw this. I texted you, what was it, 5.30 in the morning yesterday on Sunday morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a passionate clickbait right here. Yeah. It's it's junk. You yeah. know, and I'll, I'll read it just because, you know, I, I keep always forgetting that we had to do that for the for the audio podcast. But so Jimmy Graham had a quote uh, <clears throat> that I believe Bleacher Report Pick 6 had, and it said that nothing against the Packers. I had a great season with them last year. Going, going to, sorry, I can't. I, I'm like, so ugh, I'm like trying to te- like just like keep it together here. Going to the playoffs, but this team, all they care about, meaning the Bears, is winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> or all about that Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. You wanna take this oh. or should I I can he, ah it's yeah, just, he basically went from driving a Lamborghini in Green Bay to driving his grandmom's Oldsmobile at the Bears. That's the all I can say. And, and you're gonna tell me they're all about winning Super Bowls. When's well, the last time a, the Bears won a Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, they had won. Right. <laughs> you know, what was it? Uh, let's say, what, 15, 35 years ago. That's yeah. a lot of time. Exactly. So you can't tell me they're all about winning Super Bowls and they've only won one and it was so long ago. I mean, dude, think of it this way. Like, make the playoffs, why don't you? They haven't won a playoff game in a decade. Yeah, yeah, baby steps. You got to crawl before you can run. At least They make crowned it themselves playoffs. kings of the North because they won the NFC North one time in 10 years and they didn't even win a playoff game. The first weekend, too, you, I wouldn't even give them, like, oh, you had a bye and the team was a hot team that came in and, like, whatever, and you kind of got a win off. Like they, Right? Like, no. No. No, not at all. I mean, yeah, it's just, just I'm, I'm speechless. Well, it, let's let's jump into just football talking. Yeah, we don't need to entertain the Bears anymore. They yeah. don't they don't deserve. Or no, it's I feel bad. I know every I, if there's NFC North fans in here that are not Packers fans, they're just like I hope this guy dies. I really do, and I wouldn't blame <laughs> them. No, I mean I really wouldn't blame them because like I I, I don't really ever. I mean we joke around do show versus street, and I'm like trying to like bite like my lip, like trying to say something nice, but no, I mean. I don't think I've ever said anything super against what it, how the division is right now, though. Yeah, I'm not trying to keep it. Here's my evaluation. I'll give you like the very like the 30 second elevator pitch on the Bears. Here, look, right, they don't have a quarterback right now at all, right? Mitch Trubisky's not the answer, and Nick Foles. If you get the Billy version, which you might, people kind of forget with Nick Foles too. It's like this Billy version of him has also been in flashes, right? He came in, he's like a relief pitcher, kind of. It's mm-hmm. like a relief pitcher that everyone's now like, oh no, now he can start. Right, it's right. You know what I mean? It's like the type of guy where it's like he goes somewhere between starter and reliever and the MLB, mm-hmm. and it's like the teams that use him like well, like like the Yankees or the Red Sox, like like an Andrew Miller type guy. Yeah, he's like he was a starter in Florida and sucked, and then like he you mm-hmm. know is a reliever for the Red Sox and you know like all that. But all right, anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Let's jump into football. So let's get in the chat a little bit. Everyone's ready for some football chatter. So let, let's take a look at it. 
So yeah, let's jump with the Eagles a little bit, right? We didn't plan that. I like that, but I feel like it's always fun just on the fly. You know, we can, we can, no pun intended, right? It um, is, right? <laughs> right. So I, they're a very intriguing team to me, Zach. Yeah, they really I mean, are because I really, 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 really like Doug Peterson a lot. I, I think he's a great, like, I mm-hmm. really think he's one of the top five, 10 coaches in the league. Let's say, right? Yeah, Let's go. I, agree I, that. I agree with that statement. Yeah, ten feels like a like a like a oh well, yeah, no kidding. He's top ten, but like top five, it's like I'm not saying he's like yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I give him top there. seven. Yeah, top yeah, seven. yeah. There we go. Right? Yeah, there we go. So yeah, so yeah, there's the math we're looking for. Um, but <laughs> but I, I think you got to look at it. Carson Wentz is good, but I. I I was expecting him last year to maybe look a little bit more possessed than he than he did. Yeah. I just never I saw that game where I'm like, yo, he's back. Right. Like, really, you know what I mean? Like, he was just fine. I'm not saying it. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I really thought, especially the other day won the Super Bowl, like, he was dominant. And, like, is some of that has to be, like, to Frank Wright. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, seriously. Like, like yeah. they have not popped and clicked, like, a sexy offense, like, the way they did two years ago since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'll add one more thing just to kind mm-hmm. of break down, like, the both sides of the ball. The other caveat I would say about them is, like, Jim Schwartz a little. A, I mean, it's the, I don't know. Because I was going to ask you, like, like Canadian tonight, like, but I just on on defense, they obviously signed Darius Slay. Okay, what? Who else do they really give me some insight on their defense? Because so, to me, I feel like I feel like offense, even though their wide receivers are you know semi, at least they're not like the sexy group of wide receivers that some other teams have per se. For some reason on offense, I always just feel like because of Doug Peterson, I just feel like they always got some magic up their sleeves. You know, they got Miles Sanders, obviously, who's going to be a stud as always. Um, Jalen Hurts, they're going to they're going to do stuff with him. I'm a firm believer of that. You know how they are with their play calling. They're going to do some wildcat formations, I think. And I mean, everyone's all seen wildcat stuff. Yeah, but I just listen. I'm a Giants fan. I'm not trying to talk positively about the Eagles here, but I'm just saying, I feel like as a Giants fan, I see this magic come out of nowhere every year and it comes back. Well, to and that's, I think up. that's Doug Peterson. Like it he's a Doug really Peterson. good coach. That's exactly 100%. It's Doug Peterson, but like, I don't, so I see that on their offensive side that they're always going to pull rabbits out of, out of their hat, but defensively, I, I don't. So here's, here's my thing on, on, on their defense. Let's say, so I, I think this is, and this is gonna sound like like probably like a, not a great tone to it, but I I think generally their structure is right. Like we got a pretty good pass rush led by mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox, right? right. Curry's back, like, right? Like you got like some guys like Jer- I know Jernigan's not with them anymore, but um, right. And then they got like Barnett on the edge, right? Like so they got they got some pieces like on the pass rush. rush, which yeah, which they like. And then they like like you said they love Darius Slay, um, right? Like there's Jalen Mills is moving to safety, um, yeah. so they. Their secondary is always kind of meh, though, ever since, like, Brian Dawkins and Troy Vincent. No, I, I agree. I think they like it more than Pyatt. Like, as a football, like, mm-hmm. commentator, I would say I don't like it. Like, I don't, I don't feel as good about it as probably they do. But at the same yeah. point, my thing is their linebackers, all of them have less than four years of experience in the league. So, right. it's that's where, it, like, it, you know, you got Gary in there. And, and, I'm try, like, and, uh, and Jim Schwartz is such a boomer bust, I feel like, defensive scheme where he's well, either blitzing thing, all the time or it's like it's, uh, you know. And, and I feel like he's like a staircase where it's like each year he gets a little bit worse. He goes down like a step mm-hmm. of stairs. So that was actually, yeah, that was kind of my point. Now, I feel like everyone's, if you're watching this, like, oh, wow, so they're not on the Eagles. I'm like, no, no, no. Because that's the I expect Doug Peterson to find out, but I think there are holes that need to be addressed, mm-hmm. right? Like 
and I'll put just for I always feel like just to be fair to Eagles fans, like I'll put blood on my head. Like the Packers, I don't know how they're gonna stop the run this year. Like they didn't really there's nothing I really feel like they really did to fix that gaping hole. So it's kind of the same thing. My concern with the Eagles a little bit more is that the division got better. Uh, yeah. That's I mean, I don't I, I actually am drawing a blank on what their divisional record was last year, but I think it was not bad. It was pre- I mean, no offense. I think that's what really that's what helped with Dallas. I think they split with Dallas, and I'm pretty sure they probably beat the Redskins. Twice, yeah. Twice. So I'm pretty sure yeah. they went five and one in their division. If I had a guess, yeah, because they they were nine and seven last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So so nine and seven. I mean, yeah, they won the division, made the playoffs. Obviously, that's great. But nine and seven isn't like the most, you know, earth shattering record in a bad right. division. It's not exactly like the most sexy right. to be continued plot from a team, so, if you will. Yeah. So personally, I could see them going nine and seven again, or eight and eight for that matter. Because what you just said, I think. The Cowboys definitely, definitely got tougher, which, and yeah, I know, you know, everyone says, you know, with, um, what should we call it, uh, taking over as that coach, who, who, what's his name? I'm drawing a blank. McCarthy, Mike McCarthy taking over oh, Dallas yeah, is going to be big. Obviously, CD Lamb and some of the other additions they made are huge. So you got to think Dallas is going to be better than what they were last year. You got to think the Giants, everything we're hearing out of their training camp and just their offseason, you got to think they're going to be better. You got to think the Washington football team is going to be better. And I'll add I'll add this layer. I think, mm-hmm. right, you've seen – I mean, look no further than the NFC North with LaFleur last year and then Matt Nagy his first year two years ago. Teams do – it sounds like backwards because most people are like, oh, well, like it's their first year they're not expected to win. It seems like it's like a pitcher that gets called up. And if there's no tape, like there's no book on them, yeah, it actually seems to work. Like, well, look so what happened with Ben McAdoo. He came in and we went what eleven and five. Exactly. Chip Kelly went ten and six his first yeah. two years, right? So exactly. like, there's, so there's there is such a thing as a coach that can come in at the like the high level and then drop. So my point is, if you're an Eagles fan, you're seeing three different new like it's almost like a series where you have to see all like three are new pitchers. Exactly. Yeah. That's and yeah. you're basically I gotta expect one of them's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I would guess. Yeah, I personally, yeah, I personally, and this isn't me just being a Giants fan and, and having a bias here. I don't think the Eagles are made the playoffs this God year. Damn, the Islanders scored. Ugh! Sorry, no, you're good. Sorry, I, we, this is what this is live. This is uh, well, this is a live broadcast right now. I mean, oh, I gotta see what happened. I literally just looked up. Well, All hey, right, it's let's see. Well, we couldn't get it's the fuck out of the zone. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. It's a hockey game. It's a hockey yeah. game. Sorry. But, Kieran, I was saying the Eagles, Eagles are not – I wouldn't be surprised if they don't make the playoffs, in my opinion. They're not making the playoffs. No, I either. wouldn't be surprised if they did. I wouldn't say that I, like, book them to not make the I'm playoffs. I'm not booking it, booking – banking on it. I think the road it, for them yeah. is a little bit more steep than people might think. But mm-hmm. I think I, but I think they – I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if they did, I wouldn't be like, well, that was out of the norm. Right. They're kind of like – this sounds – like, they're kind of like Seattle in that sense. Like, I expect them to be there. Like, they always figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. they'll probably be there. Yeah. Right, let yeah, me ask I, mean, you this, I mean, they're going to be a tough team. I'm not saying they're going to be. They're, I'm not saying they're going to be easy, but no. But all right, I'll tell you. We were talking about being there, so I, I sometimes I don't know why. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little jaded now on Monday. The Flyers are losing now. I'm already in a cranky mood. But um, you know, I hate those tweets sometimes. And it, right, like I get it because we all have these moments. I I do like talking about them, but I hate the the like oh where were you when this happened type thing right like. So I saw today, like everyone's getting like all giddy, not giddy, but that's a poor word to use, but it's just like, oh, it's a one year anniversary of Andrew Luck dropping the bombshell on us that he was retiring, right? Like, it's like, oh, like, and, 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 and all these people, I think even Scheffner retweeted it, but just like the stuff like, 
this is a sports memory, like one of those types of things where you never forget exactly where you were and exactly like when you like heard that news break. And I'm like, personally forget where I was. I, I remember yeah, I don't, where I, I was. I honestly don't remember yeah. where I was. I, I think actually I do. Well, the thing is I, 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 it took me a second to think about it, but like, I actually do remember, but it's not like a, a meaningful remembrance. It's like, I just happen to re- like, just remember, yeah. like, just like anything else. I remember the yeah. Jordan Love draft pick. I remember lots of things. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when, when, uh, when Odell got traded, I remember where I was at that point in time. That's about, you know, I don't remember where well, I was. Yeah, for you, let, let's actually, let's detour for a second. Where were you for that? I was at a friend's apartment at that point in time. And so like, I, I was happy. I was happy. Oh, you were happy. I remember I was, I was ecstatic, in the shower yeah. and you got the news. Yeah. Yeah. I was at a friend's apartment and, uh, I was happy for sure. I was like, I was glad that we got rid of him, to be honest. Well, and, and the things, I don't know. I, I just, I, like the LeBron decision for me, like that, that was one of the things you remember kind of a thing. I remember I was for that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. like, it's Andrew like, Luck, I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, it was unfortunate to see him retire, obviously. Um, I think he was smart in doing what he needed to do for his body and for his own, you know, mental health and, and mental state and just where he was in his life. So I respect it. It wasn't like an earth shattering moment, at least for me. If you say that, if you ask a Colts fan, they're going to tell you exactly where they were and what time it was when this happened. Yeah, that's but, a little different. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I don't think it's a national thing, but, but I will say no. this being like a national thing, right? Uh, pretty, pretty big news that broke over the, over the weekend in the football world, just kind of keeping the football chatter churning. Um, right. Earl Thomas got caught. And, and you know, it's weird, Zach. I thought there was a little precursor in this because I think he got in a fight on Saturday, was it? Um, yeah. And Ravens camp was like their fourth day. Yeah, he and, punched one of his teammates. Yeah, and and uh, Tom Pelissero, I think, was one of, like reporting, but like you saw on like NFL Network and stuff, people saying like um, uh, this a situation to be monitored. He got sent home, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is a big deal." I'm thinking like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I was thinking like, is he gonna get caught? And they did. Like usually, when those types of things, like those types <laughs> of words, are tossed around, like a situation to be monitored, like like or, like in like in those types of like prisms, it's mm-hmm. it's it's like usually somewhere where the end game is the guy gets caught. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. and right. It's and then they did cut him the next day. Obviously, yesterday they did um, mm-hmm. on Sunday. So, so what are your thoughts on this? I mean, and that's what, like I don't want to just be the person that's like, oh well, you know what, Zach, he's a problem, or you know. But at the same point, I mean, I would. I'll just almost add a. I hate asking questions with my own opinion next to it, but I'll just throw this running thought in there with it. It's yeah. like right. People like that just don't cut guys if they're not good. Like, so I feel like they're like, he maybe doesn't have as much to offer as like the NFL network suggesting he does, but that's just me. It's either that, or it's just such a, it's just, he's just such a, uh, you know, a toxic person to have, you know, in in the, with, within that culture and within the locker room that it's that bad that it would, that they think it would be that detrimental to the team's success, which I think would out, would outweigh him not being, you know, the Earl Thomas we're used to. Personally, but going but to an, from an Earl Thomas perspective, like how dumb do you have to be to do something like that in general to your teammate? But also when you're on arguably a team that should be going to the AFC Championship every year, Super Bowl, yeah, right. Like, like how do you? Why would you do that when you're in that when you're in that position? Okay. Um, and second off, I hope I hope like the Jets sign him or some team where he's like in NFL hell the rest of his career. He's. I was gonna say he's gonna look real good in a Bengals jersey or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, go to Cincinnati. Go to the Jets. Go somewhere well, where you're not gonna be happy, man. <laughs> but and the thing is, 
the whole i guess like and like i don't know because it's like also all these stories are coming out now like but it's like all right apparently he was like skipping meetings last year he like yeah. skipped practice to get his car washed there was like mm-hmm. a game up in seattle and they all flew home together but he just took off yeah. for the bye week but, there yeah. and blew up meetings but let me uh, yeah can okay. i say something real quick so yeah, wasn't sure. he the same player who was giving the middle finger to yeah exactly own, right and he was the one who was talking to dallas saying come get me or whatever his exactly. last couple of years in seattle or right so if you knew that going into it, why would you even bother bringing that type of person into your organization? Yeah. Right. You know, so mean, this is what you signed up for in a sense. Dude, speaking of me being wrong though, I remember I was saying, you know, I want Landon Collins or I want Earl Thomas, the Packers <sighs> to sign him. And everyone's like, what about Adrian Amos? And I was like, all right, maybe yeah, cool. Did we, let's see what happened here. How'd we blow this chance? <laughs> it was a breakaway. Oh, <laughs> I, I dude, I hate sports. Sometimes I do. This this is the movie we're in. If they if they're up one nothing, I'm like, dude, this is so much fun. It's a Monday. We're talking sports. Like, yeah, it's, really it's still early. It's still early. Yeah, but the things I get like this gene. It has to be for my mom. Bless her. I, I always love this story. So she's a Mets fan, and we're watching the World Series together. Was it 2016? I think when the when the Royals beat them, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Alexa, when did the Royals win the World Series? I know about a number of Kansas City Royals World Series baseball games, including Giant Seven. Royals won on October 22nd, 2014. Royals 7. Giants 2 on October 22nd, 2014. Royals 3. I don't want all the scores of the series they lost. Uh, Giants 11. Royals 4 on October 22nd. Wow, this is horrible. In a bad way. Yeah, all right. It was, all right. Nevertheless, it was, I believe it was 2016. But, um, and I don't blame her because, like, I, I've been in this boat. But uh, the Mets were on the road, so it was the top of the first inning. First pitch guy swings at and he pops out the center. He's just like, ah, oh, that's it. It's over. The series is over. And I'm like, it's the first batter in the first game. Like, you're fine. But that's I know, funny. I know what she means. Like, and it's funny because she'll she'll probably, you know, say, like, like they, they didn't win the series. Like she she must have knew. I, I know what she means though. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think we all have that gene in us a little bit. Like, you just sometimes just see it and you just feel like it's oh no. And like that's how I feel right now. I'm nervous. Hey, you know, who who are they playing again? The Islanders. Oh, Dude, right. on, get on the bus. Get on. There's a free ticket now. I just found the ground with the one nothing. So you get the one nothing <laughs> discount. You know. Um, oh God. Uh, yeah. But all right. Let me. Yeah. Let me, so let me, what did you get, get did it you together see the, here? Did you see the other news coming out with all the false tests with the team? Yeah, I did. I was going to ask you about that. So what do you think? It's. A, I think it's a shame, and it, and it makes me question every other test that's done on every average person in, in the world. It's like, how do we know if it's true or not? Now, you know not downgrading anything it's just so i found it interesting on two levels the first being was it kind of reminds me of seinfeld it reminded me of uh the non-fat yogurt kind of like results thing because basically it was excuse me this lab in new jersey and i think if someone handling with like their gloves and obviously and stuff and like their little hazmat suits but i guess like whoever was handling it if they like touched one of them incorrectly and it had a positive sample than like in that lab and it was just like started touching all the all like head positives pop up right or like the temperature of the room or something right so like there there is some like human and and, you know context that makes sense right it's not everyone's like how does this happen it's like okay that actually makes sense like yeah i I mean it can happen but to that point and 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 why i don't mind this so much is because sean mcdermott who i like a lot i thought he of the bills the head coach for the bills i thought he had a nice spin on it thinking that he's like this is good prep like this is good practice Mm-hmm. like right like for the like for games and stuff he's like no one lost a game no one missed anything like you know it's not that bad 
Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. It's an optimistic point of view, which we need. So and I love what Iris Akibla Master said in the chat too. Like there is some truth that when you're trying to get off the field on third down, I'm sure that's pretty much where it's third down. Like where that like all kind of like blossomed in my life, just my anxiety, just like freaking out. But it's like, right. You're just like, they're not going to go off the field. They're not going to go off the field. Damn it. Like, you know, it's like, like it's like third and seven, you know, oh, yeah. you know, they're not getting off the field. It's Joe Buck's calling the game with Aikman. And it's just like, you know, Prescott drops back. He's got Gallup over the middle. Well, you know, and we'll, we'll get to that name in a minute. Then, we will. Fun little segment. But, um, all right, let me but let me ask you this. So, look, speaking of the Bills, I I don't feel like we've talked about them and like like let's mm-hmm. and not when I say this, I'm not saying like coming at you or me or whatever or the show in yeah. general. Let's kind of come at this with less lazier of a take than well, you know, Tom Brady's not there, so I think they're the front runners. It's like, no, right. I'll, I'll challenge that real quick saying they sucked in that Houston game. They blew it. <laughs> they literally looked like I don't know how to be in the playoffs. And because Everyone's like, dude, that's that's the Texans game too. Like, you you got like that's the free win game. Like, what do you mm-hmm. mean? You like, how could you like right? Like, as they were beating the hell out of them, we're all just thinking like, oh, yeah, that's what the Texans do. They lose on wild card weekend at Saturday at four o'clock Eastern time. Like, mm-hmm. and, and then they're just like, ah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, and then and they yeah. didn't see Jacksonville. Like, they went down. They played the Jags, one of the worst football games like I've ever watched in my entire life. And Blake Bortles eked it by them, and they won that <laughs> game. Right, so like. I guess I'm just trying to put like, what do we have with this team? And you were there last year, so you can give us the best, uh, the best take of it. Yeah, yeah. First off, uh, say yeah, hey Alex, what's going on in the chat? Hey the Alex, how you so, doing? Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. Um, <laughs> I love so, it. I love it. So Buffalo. So I will say, being there in person last season, like the vibes are extremely high in Buffalo, and just seeing what I what I saw. From the area, all the fans saw from the team in my own two eyes. I, I like Sean McDermott as a head coach personally. Um, you know, I, Leslie Frazier is a defensive coordinator. I don't know if you knew that. So, the old head, previous head coach of the, the Vikings oh, at some yeah, point in time. Yeah. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I love those days. Yeah, but but no, I mean, I think jo- I think Josh Allen has some cleaning up to do as we all know with his deep throws and he just he gunslings, but he gets a little erratic from time. But I think his his threat running. And I think he's going to really um, clean up his, his throws this season. I really do. I think adding Stefan Diggs is going to be a huge help for him because how many people can run with Stefan Diggs down the field, Karen, probably not many. Right. And then you have him and then you add John Brown, who's another speedster who had a really good year last year, mind you. And Cole Beasley, those are three really shifty wide receivers in my opinion. And, I think I think when they drafted Zach Moss out of Utah, the running back this season, I think that gave him a, a very north and south powerful two-headed monster with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in the backfield. Um, defensively, they got Tredavious White, who's arguably one of the probably top three, top four cornerbacks in the NFL, Definitely, I'd yeah. say. Um, Ed Oliver's coming into his own on the defensive front. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm you know me, I've been, been pretty high on the Dolphins as one of my teams that I think is gonna sneak up there this year. But uh, the Bills, man, I think they're for real. I think they're a good team. I think I think all the years that have plagued them, I think this is the year where they're going to go that extra step even further from from last year. Yeah, I agree. I think they go ten and. Here's my thing with them. I hate this guy. I just feel like it's like such a cheesy take. But no, I mean this. Like if you played on a team and you guys were like struggling to win games or meaningful games, like you can empathize with me when I say what I'm about to say. Like, can they win games though? Like, can they win big, meaning, like, because right, 
I think if you at, like polled America and was like, yo, are you, are you pumped about the Bills? Like everyone be like, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun story. Good for the Bills. Like no one hates them. You know why no one hates them? Because they've never done anything good. Like, they've never been a challenge. <laughs> like, in the last 25 years, exactly. They're known for losing four straight Super Bowls. That's their claim to fame, mm-hmm. right? So like my, my whole thing is it's just like they have a rain cloud they got to get over. A big yeah. one. I, I a really, really think, big one. Yeah, I really think that the sun's about to shine on New Era Field. I really, I really do. That's I think not that is anymore, isn't it? Right? It's ironic that. Oh, it's right. It isn't anymore. You're, you are correct. They're having right. some feud or whatever. I have no idea. They are. About that, but, yeah. But, but um, the Bill Stadium. The sun is yeah. about to shining over the Bill Stadium. I really do. I think getting Stephon Diggs is going to be is going to change the whole landscape of that offense. It's going to help Josh Allen personally. Okay. As long as they can keep Stefan Diggs kind of, you know, that, that attitude a little bit in check. In that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm just kind of glad to see him out of the NFC North, but yeah, he's a threat, man. <laughs> um, but all right, let me ask you this. We also talked about the Jags. You mentioned them a little bit uh, yeah. earlier. <laughs> I, I know it's funny. I'm just, I was just thinking about this morning. I was like, what, what's the team we haven't talked about? And I, right. Like, cause we like, we'll, we'll talk about the teams like, ah, like the, the Bengals, like whatever, like if they don't do well and they're the worst team or like whatever, but mm-hmm. like, so we don't two, talk about them ever. No. So here's I have two questions. I'm going to cut you off. No, please. Do you, know, do you know who their offensive coordinator is? And this is I'm just asking because this is going to this is going to show us or I think this is going to show a lot about how we think they're going to do this year. I think knew this year he was a head coach last year was fired last year fired during the season last year. I wish I could say, oh, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden's our offensive coordinator. So oh, when I see that, I personally don't do not personally do not like that. But and this is going to sound crazy, their quarterback coach has ties to both of our teams, Karen. Uh, uh, and McAdoo, Ben McAdoo oh is their my quarterback. God, coach, are you serious? As much as I will say he's an awful, he was an awful head coach and just overall like organizational leader type person. <laughs> Let's think about it. He did he did very well with Aaron Rodgers, right? You have to give him that at least. He did yeah, very well with Aaron Rodgers. Well with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> What's that? Well, okay. Well, I, yeah, I would have done pretty well with Aaron Rodgers, right. you know. But right. And then he goes to New York, and I think Eli had two of his well, this first year with McAdoo, McAdoo there was one of his best statistical seasons, believe it or not. And then second season, we all know how he benched him for Geno Smith. But I think McAdoo has something with quarterbacks that he he's fairly decent with I, I think that's where he belongs as a quarterback Look, quarterback whisperers yeah say. like freddie kitchens is our tight end coach that's i think that's the right fit for him i don't think he needs to be a head coach though you know but yeah that being, but that being said no the jaguars are not not a good team there's just too much organizational conflict between leadership and the players in my opinion as we saw yeah. during the draft and all the free agency frenzy and and everything along those lines. They have a lot of young talent. I mean, they got CJ Henderson, cornerback out of Florida, which is which is strong. Yeah. I mean, they have Yannick and Gokwe and Gokwe for now at least. Um, well, that's dude, that's the thing that's weird about their I'm not like trying to like comment on their culture. I'm like, oh man, Carter Hart freeze that. Um but no, right, I'm not trying to like be like, oh, they're cool, but I will say this. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like Jalen Ramsey and the rest of them are Boy Scouts that got sent away, mm-hmm. but I will say that. Usually, if you have a good culture, guys want to stay there, and maybe one or two one-offs want to get out of there. But normally, like the groups, almost just like usually for every person like that, the rest of the groups like we got our culture, we love our culture. They just they weren't a part of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, it's a good point. Like, kind of look look at like the Malcolm, and, and the thing is, like, I feel like there was a lot of issues with the Eagles secondary last year, but yeah. 
But like, right, at least you can look at when Orlando Skandrick said that all that stuff about how the Eagles weren't united, there was no accountability, blah blah. blah. At least they all kind of jumped on Lane Johnson, Malcolm Jones. They all kind of jumped in and were like, no, like, and, and and I don't know. I'm not like commenting on what happened more so. I'm more just saying that like there's that unifying front with the Jaguars. Well, first of all, I have no faith. You said, Kieran, tell me a coach you just have no faith. Then I'd be like, oh, Doug Marone. Yeah, is that the right? That's the right answer. That's the right answer, right? Yeah, it's too. like, yeah, that's it. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Like, yeah, it's it's so. Um, I don't know. Are, are and then, you yeah, sold on yeah. Minshew Mania? Are you are you sold on Gardner Minshew too? I think he's a fun. It's like it's like watching someone like go off for like George Mason in the Atlantic Ten tournament. You're just like, damn, that's fun. Hey, like, but yeah. it's just like it's not that. It's it's a you know a burnout. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. But the team that they beat that was the shocker that playoff. Uh, the playoffs, like what two years ago, three years ago, that kind of put them on the map was they beat the Steelers in that divisional round at home. Mm-hmm. Steelers have not been to the playoffs since then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's another team we haven't talked about. I mean, right? Because I mean, if anything, I just kind of snicker and make jokes and say, "Oh, well, they'll be all right. They're from Pittsburgh. God's on their side." But like, all right, like all jokes <laughs> aside, um, I have no faith in Ben Roethlisberger at this point. No, from a health perspective or performance, both. Really, more the performance than the than the health. But I don't know. Like, what hmm. am I? What like besides him not sucking, like what what are you really saying? Like oh well, you're getting the, like uh, how old is he? Alexa, how old is Ben Roethlisberger? I'm 38, 39. Alexa, how old is Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger is 38 years. Good old. job. There you go, Zach. Thank you. Well, the same draft class as Eli, so I could figure it out a little bit. I love how you already know <laughs> Eli is. I it's funny because you said how old is Aaron Rodgers? I'm like I don't I don't I don't know. It's like 36, 37. Like, yeah, I yeah, I have to think the Steelers are going to rebound this year, right? I mean, everyone's healthy. We're in a tough division. I mean, it's like because here's the, mm-hmm. this is the problem with August football chatter. Yeah. Everybody can't be good, right? Like we can't say, oh well, the Browns might take a step up because you know the, the Kevin Stefanski and their new skin. Yeah. It's like, oh well, the Ravens got to respond after their year, and it's like, oh, and then oh boy, we're good. The Bengals why, have Joe Why are we getting outshot eleven to three? Oh my God, Carter Hart, I love you. Jesus! Oh man, it should be two nothing right now. Oh, I love how they're just so not into this game. That's great. All right, um, but all right. Anyway, right? But you know what I'm saying? Like, like everyone in that thing, like he's keep like, oh, the Bengals. Well, they have the first pick. They got Joe Burrow. Woo! Like it doesn't right. all click, and that's kind of what I hate about August football because you can really sit here and we could play a game. For an hour and just take all the 32 teams and just sit there and be like, you think they can be good? And like all of us just be like, drink some Kool-Aid and tell me why that team can be good. I can tell you, I can make a, yeah. a, an elevator pitch for why any of these 32 teams could be good. Absolutely. So my point with the Steelers is it's like, are we, are we going with reality? Or are we starting to do well, ifs, mm-hmm. well, if they like the Bengals, right? Well, if the, if, if Joe Burrows, okay, well, hold on. What do we, what do we know already? Like yeah. San Fran, they got a great running game. They got a great line. Like there's mm-hmm. like, that's proven. Right. Like, what do we know about the Steelers? They have a top three defense. Yeah. Do they? they do you think they, so? Everyone says absolutely. that, but they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, all right. Well, because yeah, they, they were led by, you know, what's his name? <laughs> I know. I know. They just – but they I, – I feel like Steelers fans would, would even say that, like, they, they they cost themselves. They did very un-Steeler-like things where they, like, kind of lost themselves some games. Like, they don't – I think, yeah. When does – I guess almost my question is, does the hourglass on Mike Tomlin's, like – because he's been there for forever. Right? Like, the book's out on him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Great. He's – I mean, he is changing with the times, but I'm just saying, like, is it enough? I, I think last year was kind of a – was a pass, honestly, for him. 
given all okay. the injuries they had on the on the offensive side of the ball, they were still fairly competitive in numerous numerous games, in my opinion, because of their defense, solely because of their defense. Um, T.J. Watt is a monster. He was one of the, I think he was one of the top three, four, five leaders in sacks last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you gotta you gotta think Juju Smith Schuster is gonna come around. It, this is all it's all contingent on health, and unfortunately, Big Ben has been made of glass for numerous years now. Yeah. So it's gonna it's all it all comes down to that. Um, I, I think Tomlin got a pass though for last year because so much so much of that was basically out of his control, in my opinion. Well, so. to, speaking of control, mm. we all have no control. I, that, I, I'm not even going to do a bad. It's like, you know, I'm trying to, you know, speaking of this. Oh, that, I, no, I knew you were going. That would have been that uh, good. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Should I just go with it? All right. Well, all right. Whatever. I'm not. That's, I've, I've already ruined it. It's, <laughs> I, 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 I suck. All right. But all right. Let's just, we'll jump in. All right. We were talking about this the other day. And I was, you know, we're just, I love when we're just talking about the show or things just come up like on the day of, where it's just like, oh, let's talk about this or make a segment yeah. out of this. Um, those are always the fun ones, I feel like, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were talking, right? And I was watching on TV. I feel like I see it every two seconds on the NFL Network. Oh, my. Carter Hart is just playing very good hockey right now. Sorry, I feel bad for the audience. They're just like, what, what, what is with this guy right now? You know, so, <laughs> I, you know, but I, I can't help but the Flyers didn't win this series. Um, but all right. But anyway, so getting to, back to the segment. So we were talking about today things that are not as advertised, right? I, I was saying I was watching a $5 footlong commercial on Subway, which, by the way, that is the ultimate BS of all time, right? I mean, if you've ever gone to Subway, I'm not like a Subway champ here. I actually really don't even like I'll just go if it's just kind of like when I'm traveling for work and it's like that kind of like one of the only things I'm with those small towns kind of thing. Mm. It's never five bucks. It's like, oh, well, oh, that's actually like, you know, if you want, you know, just the bread. It's like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm joking, but you know what I mean? It's like it adds and on. drink and the chips, everything. It's like, oh, it's 12 bucks. I'm like, 12 bucks? Mm-hmm. What happened to the $5 foot long? So, yeah, I don't know. But to, to that point, it kind of inspired us. I need to like, take a sip of water here as I'm like, just like my mouth's like getting dry. It inspired us to have a segment and saying, all right, well, what, what else is there out in this world? That's not as good as advertised. It's not yeah. worth it. Um, and, and we'll add, to make it a sports segment, fantasy football is right around the corner. So we figured, who is someone right now in the fantasy football circuits that you would say coming up on your draft is not someone that should be as good as they valued are? Or uh, that was a horrible sense. I mean, no sense. No, I was trying to think of like two things at once. Someone that, that is valued too high or is not good as advertised. There we go. Now I can, yeah. I can, finally, yeah, I can finally speak a little bit. Um, all right, right. So – uh, do you want to jump into it? Do you want to go non-sport, like, well, non-fantasy related first? Yeah, yeah. So my not as good as advertised, and, and what I'm comparing my my group of players to would be Olive Garden, because you know, yeah, they advertise the real Italian food, et cetera, et cetera. When in reality, it's really the, the worst Italian food in the world, and only you know, um, Metagons eat there, and only pe- certain people might know what that means, but you might get it. <laughs> and Karen, you worked there, so you lived it. It gets advertised as, you know, yeah, the taste of Italy and all that, blah, blah, blah. It's it's the most fake Italian in the world. Breadsticks, good or not, it's it's not as good as – it's not what it is. It's not as good as it – is that it's not as good as advertised. <laughs> it's horrible. And my group, my group of fantasy horrible. players, I think, fall into that category because of their name and current situation, but you could get trapped into thinking they're better than what they really are. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Horror. I'm, you I'm saw trauma- the scenes there, man. It's really not good. I would never, 
ever eat an Olive Garden ever, like, ever, <laughs> ever, never, ever. Yeah, I I've, haven't been in many, many, sorry, many, many I, years. I just, I'm like, just getting like PTSD, just thinking about the thought of like putting that that repulsive food in my mouth. Uh, I say like food, such a. Uh, oh God, I thought we gave up on our goal there for a second. I was gonna say that would actually make me my like insides feel like I just ate the Olive Garden. Like that's how sick I'd feel. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like Italian for roadkill. You know what I mean? There you go. But uh, uh yeah, sorry, I'm not gonna go on. No, you're yeah. good. Do, yeah, do you want me to go on to my uh players? Yeah, give us, give us a fantasy good. one. It's funny because I can I at least do this because I, I loaded yeah. this up. Throw I put like, OBJ is what kind of influenced you to make your decisions oh, yeah. here. Yeah, because when we were talking about this earlier, the first thing I said, oh, like OBJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pick you and, you and you know firsthand because you had him last year, right? Oh last my year. god, it was yeah, pra- I was like crashed the car, like laughing. You heard me like just dying when when that happened. Oh my god. <laughs> but but all right, but who do you got? So first off, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup, all right? And I know we mentioned him a little bit earlier, but for some reason, like I had him on my fantasy team last year and he was a great like set, like sometimes flex option or a fill-in whenever I had someone on a bye week or an injury or just a really good matchup. He was a good fill-in. But for some reason this offseason, because they added C.D. Lamb, everyone's hyping up Michael Gallup even more. It's like they're saying, oh, they have Amari Cooper. CD Lamb and Michael Gallup. It's like he doesn't deserve it. And Michael Gallup. Like, you don't need, like, it's not, he was not that good. I'm on the Michael Gallup stock, dude. Are you? Are yeah. you? Okay. Did you hear Mike said he's the number one wide receiver? Who said that? Mike. Mike who? Carthy. He said he's the number one. I can't, you're right. It's no more. It's over. We broke up. He's the Cowboys coach. I can't say Mike anymore. Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys coach, because I'm like, oh, Mikey. Like, I'm so like, no, 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 that's a smoke screen. Come on, Karen. I believe it. Do you really? I I am I am uh, I'm not even just like trying to like get in your head because this is actually fun. I feel like you and I are playing like uh like catch me if you can with Tom Hanks and Leo right here, like just like our cat and mouse, like our gentleman's cat and mouse here. Uh, it's like yeah. with us in our fantasy league. But no, I, I'm being like honest to God, the truth. I'm not trying to put reverse psychology in your head. I'm being f- fair to the listeners. If you're a fantasy football player, I I kind of like a gallop. I don't know. I think there's too many mouths to feed. And I think he's like the fourth option. Maybe that's fair. Option. Plus you got the Zeke's got to get his touches. He's going to get his it's touches. Always, it's always the interesting thing, right? Are they going to be the bucks where they have a, cause sorry, I thought they flashed up the goal thing there. And I was had a heart attack. <laughs> Are they going to be like the bucks and have like before pre pre Tom Brady, right? Where you feel like having a gazillion weapons, but just somehow no one produces in fantasy except mm-hmm. like Chris Godwin a little bit last year. Right. Uh, not a little bit, but you know what I mean? Like, just like, it wasn't like, Oh my God, like stop traffic. But you know, on the flip side, then you have teams like the Chiefs where it's like everybody eats, everybody gets fed. Like you got Kareem Hunt when he was there like two or three years ago and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And like they'll all still find a way to get double digits with Mahomes. Like, it all, and like Rodgers when his offense was banging a few or five, like four or five years ago, like Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, like all those guys were viable fantasy options. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's like a seesaw type thing. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's uh, it's all this is all fantasy, you know, strategizing basically. It's like what I think and what you think. It's it's different, you know. Um, I just know from I was happy when I had him on my team last year because he was like I said, he was a great third or fourth option slash plug in player if I needed him to be. Um, he typically would not get any more than ten points, twelve points a week on his good good weeks because he would maybe do three catches for like forty yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, he had some some drops. I know for firsthand experience because he's on my team last year from seeing his highlights. But um, 
But no, I mean, I just don't think he's as good as advertised. And for some reason, people are throwing him out there more than what I think he should be right now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's good. Um, you you, you, you like, you're a little sleeper too, didn't you? A sleeper? Well, I, I had two others that I was going to mark not as go for as advertised. So I think Gronk, I think Gronk is not going to be as good as advertised. I think he just because of his name and because he's reunited with Tom Brady, everyone thinks that he's, he's going to be a to top 10. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. And they have O.J. Howard and Cameron, Cameron Brait, which are two other strong tight end options that are going to probably see a couple targets a week. And, you know, Gronk, you know, he's just not – I don't think Gronk's going to be as good as he, as he once was, like the song goes. Um, yeah. And um, a big one, a sneaky one for me, if you want me to go there, do you have a – Yeah, you let's, say? Do let's do it. No, no, Leonard, like Leonard it. Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Because, okay, I like that. Yeah, because here's the thing. When you see Leonard Fournette and you see him drop to you in the third round, you're going to tell yourself, oh, I should really take him. I mean, he's Leonard Fournette. He's big back at LSU. He's a stud. He, you know, I remember what he did two three years ago. Well, do you remember what he did last year, Karen? He only had three touchdowns last season. Did he rush for 1,000 yards? Yes, he did. But was there organizational issues at that point in time? No, there wasn't. Um, he also was was good in the receiving game for them last year. I think he had this like 70 makes, catches. This makes too much sense. <laughs> well, believe it or not. But guess what? They brought in Chris Chris Thompson and they drafted LaVisca Chenault. So those two players right there are going to take a lot of those shifty plays and little dink and dunk passes away from him. And like I said, you mix in the turmoil between him and uh, management. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe if he falls to you in the fourth or fifth round, maybe. But just be aware. That's a you know that's a good point. I didn't I I, be aware. I didn't yeah I didn't think about that now. Also, let me jump in the chat real quick, just because, and then before I jump in, so so real quick, did you see? So I saw what Darcy was saying uh, in the chat about the Indy Five Hundred. Did you watch that at all as an auto racing guy yourself? I per- I did not, but I, I saw a lot of like the the tweets and the hype about it that it was that it was good. So what what made it good? Because I'm not gonna lie, this is me just asking as like a as an outsider to like the auto racing fandom world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes it a good race besides it's close? Like a horse race makes sense because it's like the strides, like a car. It's like, yeah, I assume they're all close together, but just driving this. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it really comes down to, yeah, basically being close, having an exciting finish where there's more than just one or two people with a chance to win, honestly. And if there's a lot of back and forth, like in a boxing match, for example, if you know some guy comes up, then comes back, then comes back, you know, there's a lot of different op- different people who could have won. That's what makes it a good race. So, yeah. And, and I love what uh, always your number one fan was saying in the chat, too. I love, uh, Oh, I hate it. I should say I hate when when I love them chatting, but I hate when you bite into a piece of food and you think it's going to get better and it just doesn't. It's like watching a movie and it just never gets better. And you're just like, why did I do this? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. What do, you, uh, do you have a, sp- a certain food that comes to your mind? Because I was trying to think while when I saw that and I wasn't too sure if I did. Like something that I always try to tell myself, like this time I'll like it. And I just never do. There's yeah. something I'm trying to think. Um, Cause as I've gotten older, I, I don't know if I'm just getting like fatter or what it is, but I just eat basically whatever's in front of me. I am like, I was just like, yeah, I'm with it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, sweet potatoes. You know, that's mine. Yeah. yeah. That's mine too. That, I'm with you. There. Everyone that's loves them. Yeah. Everyone loves them. I can't, I, I like sweet potato fries, for example. Everyone's like, Oh, well, these are the really good ones. I'm like, I don't care how good they are. They don't right. taste good to me. Yeah, they never no, I'm, will. I'm with yeah. you on that. That's a good one. I never, I didn't forgot about sweet potatoes. Oh yeah. Yeah, look at that. See, we got the sweet potatoes. Even though we're both rocking like ours. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um. All right, but all right. So I'll get back to it. This is you know because it all ties together with like things you don't want to touch, things you don't want to go near. Right. Okay. Well, that's fantasy and 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 what I'm. All right. So I'll go. I'll actually stay in the food circuits for a second for my uh something that's overrated, if you will, thing. Right. Um. Or not worth the not worth the hype, not worth the, the money, dude. Lobster to me, 
Which I, I actually can, I think, and the weird thing is, I can say I like lobsters. I don't, I don't find it repulsive or whatever, but I would never order it because what's the point? It's like 35, 40, but like it's, it's like, that's like just kind of like, like cheapo, like just like you're out to like get lobster. Like if True. you go to like a really, really nice place, right? It's like over 100, but like it's, you can pay a lot for it and it's expensive, but like the sea, like if you get like a, like a seafood market or whatever, right? Like, so, mm-hmm. um, and now great. If I was in Maine, I'll try Maine lobster roll or whatever, but like at the same point, everyone's just like, Oh my God, it's the best. I'm like, well, I'll just get the same thing. If I'm spending that much money, just give me the prime rib or the steak or whatever type of steak there is. Mm-hmm. I'll just get that. Like you can't, basically it's not worth like how much it's priced in my opinion. And I realize yeah. it's rare and right, right, I got no. like why it's expensive, but I just don't think, it's not it worth should it. Be that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. You, you know, it's nice when you add a little bit of butter, but that goes to the, the point in the chat where it says, I think lobster has no flavor, which that's why I guess that's why you have to have the little melted butter to it, you know? Yeah. Oh, but some cheese. Steak. Oh my, we're talking about cheesesteaks now. That's, that's, oof. I always eat cheesesteak. I can always yeah. eat cheesesteak. <laughs> um, all right, but I'll jump into fantasy real quick. So I, and once again, I feel like I'm setting the tone. I, I was talking poorly about the Bears, really, but all right. I'm going to Adam Thielen. Of course, look at this, all these. A couple of highlights. It's just like Packers, mm. Packers, Packers. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's a good time. Uh, <laughs> Nobody. I mean, he does carve us up like a jackalope. So I, that's what I'm saying. Like, like him and and Stefan Diggs were, you know, murderous. But here's my thing on Adam Thielen. Like the deeper stab into why I'm not high on his fantasy stock. He had his worst year last year in fantasy, mm-hmm. and I think the reason being was because Kevin Stefanski, who's now with the Browns, obviously, it's our head coach. Uh, kicked him out of the slot and moved him to the outside where he, I just didn't think put up his number. I think that's not his, like where he's at. He's a kind of Randall Cobb type guy, but way better. Yep. Um, right. So like, you know, it, the way I look at it is that's, and that's his bread and butter. And now Justin Jefferson's coming in there and he's a slot receiver. So it's like, of course, all right, let's get the highlights back up here. Let's get the camera boxes up. Um, but no, I, I, uh, I, I think that, they, like they didn't, they're not going to move him back in there with Justin Jefferson there. So he just, I just don't know if the numbers, like it's, I, I feel like you might read a lot of like bleacher report type articles. I'd be like, Oh, he's going to have a bounce back here. Cause last year was a down year. I'm like, no, there might be some validity to that. Plus Stefan Diggs isn't there anymore. Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of, a lot of attention on Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson still, he's, yeah, he's a top prospect in the NFL, but he's unproven and, right now. So you don't and know. Dalvin Cook's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of touches. So, like, I don't know. I just don't think it's as sexy of a pick for where he's probably slated to go. And in, in most, yeah. in most I'm points. down on the Vikings as a whole this year, too, honestly. Yeah. Just, they just not, they're just not, they're not scaring me this year. I mean, you might think otherwise during your division, but. They're probably your right. biggest your biggest challenge, even and I think they're saying a step. I think down. the lines are our biggest challenge. I really yeah. do. You're, I know you're high on them. I'm inter- I'm, inter- I'm very interested me. to see how they're going to be this year. I'm really scared of that. You would know better than me, so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, all right, let's move over to basketball as we kind of wrap up the show a little bit here. So, dude, where do we want to go? Want to go Sixers or what were we on? Yeah, let's start Sixers. All right, and, so you uh, broke it to me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you didn't see it? You didn't know? No, I did, but I just – yeah, I was going to be wrong. No, I was right. No, actually, the craziest thing is this tweet up right now on the screen, I was loading it as you texted that to me. I was just like well, – you know how like, I'm like the Pulitzer fly. Like, I'm not as responsive like the last hour or the hour before the show. And But, yeah, no, I was like – I looked up because I saw my Mac. I just saw you say, like, Brett Brown, like, gone or whatever. And I was like, as I was loading it, I was that's like, so oh, my funny. God, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great lines. Um, but it's official. Yeah, hey, you, you got not not in a malicious way, but hey, you got what you wanted for the team, right? So how do you feel? I want to ask you, how do you feel about this, Karen? And is there anyone that you would like to see take the job, or are you still kind of in a let's just take a breather? So I don't want Ty Lue. I don't want Jay Wright. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not, yeah. uh, uh, no, I, I yeah, he's so said Villanova. I think it'd be stupid for him to leave Villanova, so. right? Yeah, no, and I just don't think he's like, I think he requires his type of thing requires a lot of structure with the Sixers don't have, and they don't right. they don't ask Joe Embiid or Ben Simmons to actually be adults, so they pretend to be, but they're, yeah, you know, but whatever. So, um, I actually heard a really, really interesting take, yeah, Charles Barkley today, bring back Mo Cheeks. Ooh. He's been, I mean, he's been around the world in, a, in 180 days and he's had a lot of coaching experience. I really think that he might be able to work. I, I don't know. I'm not saying it would be the greatest hire of all time, but I would be okay. I would rather have that than any of the names I just said. Yeah. Hey, let me throw one out of you here. That would be, that would be a pretty monumental one. What do you think about uh, Becky Hammond from the Spurs, Spurs assistant coach? You think she, how do you think she would do? So it's funny that, Here's my issue. But she's a structure. But she's she's a structure coach like Popovich. So maybe that doesn't blend well. Well, I was about to say, aren't you just getting the exact same thing you just left? The an assistant of the Popovich trade. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And I hate this is. I don't want to make this point because it's going to sound worse. Hmm. It's it's like the idea that if you make that hire too. It's gotta be. It's gotta be a perfect match, and I feel bad saying that. But my point is, you know, ES like, and it's not. This is not a reflection by Hammond or the Sixers or anybody else no. or as a sports fan. Yeah, you just know that ESPN is literally gonna camp out there mm-hmm. and always talk about you know her being the first one, which is probably like, I'm not like I'm not trying to downplay that or saying oh, no, that, like, oh yeah. so that she shouldn't be a good job. I'm um, more just saying the reality is you'd have to think about that though, mm-hmm. that you're gonna have like that whole thing, which is like and. To, to my point, that's what I'm saying. If it's perfect, who cares? Like, right? It's it's one of those things where, like, they always say, right, when you when you get married, right, that like the the person, the right person you end up with is going to be willing to take on your baggage, right, and work with you, like, right, like, and that's the thing. It's like if you think it's a match made in heaven, then you're the ESPN's the baggage, like, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. whole the whole circus. It's like so, yeah. but me being like more so the Sixers' point of of they just came from that tree. So it's like all those things put together. It's like. It'd have to be perfect. And, yeah. I, and I don't know enough to, to comment yeah. if it is or isn't. So I'm not yeah. going to say no. No, I know. But I also would say, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're right about what you just said, though, about whoever it is, no matter who it is, um, it's going to have, it, it's going to be the most watched coaching change mm-hmm. and, and, and coaching situation heading into next year because the Sixers have so much potential, right? With all their talent, there's no reason why they should be getting swept in the first round of the playoffs. The Celtics are a great team, but there's no reason they should be getting swept first round of the playoffs. No, it's it's well, there's so many layers. Basically, mean like, the clock is ticking right now for the team. And there's layers, right? It's like, oh well, like you basically picked. Basically, they picked. Here's what bothers me: they basically picked Brett Brown over Jimmy Butler, which is I I would have picked. I mean, and it's hindsight's twenty twenty watching him carve up everybody now in the playoffs on the Heat, but. Um, and the thing that hurts me is I think Jimmy Butler, who wants to be the alpha male, actually for once was like that, like him, Ben, Joel, like they all bought in and he was working on getting those guys to be accountable. I saw that Brett too. Brown would never actually like let him pull the string. Yep. So they basically picked Brett Brown over him. So then by default, you have to go to Tobias and pay him the max, which did not look good. It looks horrible. And you got Josh yeah. Richardson returned, which was not worth it. Uh, it's bad. It's ugly. It tastes bad. Yeah, no, it really does. And I'm very interested to see where they go from here and how soon they're looking to hire, given that it's a short, it's a shortened off season. Right. Um, also, let's, let's speak of the games that are still going on. Though. Did you see the Luka game winner last night? Oh, I did. That Holy was, that Moses. was phenomenal. Let me, let me paint this picture for you. Could you imagine if the Bla- <laughs> if the Blazers somehow find a way to beat the Lakers and the Mavs somehow find a way to beat the Clippers? 
I would love it. I would Me love too. it. Me too. I love this story. I love watching that. They're such a fun team to watch. When they're all clicking, they're an extremely tough team. And dude, Luca has that like Kobe step back, LeBron or not LeBron. Jeez, MJ is what I was trying to say. That the, the, yeah. the guy was better than LeBron. Um, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's funny. So, dude, let's let's talk about that series a little bit because you're you're you know, a little, little subtle jab in the LA basketball circuits there for you. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the Clippers, right? And more so, Paul George, dude, playoff P as he calls himself. Ugh. Uh, I don't know. Not good, yeah, huh? He hasn't really showed up, but it would I wouldn't put it past him to all of a sudden he's gonna you know, ignite and maybe take over. But at the same point, he hasn't really shown much life. He's yet. the first person to shoot under 25% in three straight playoff games since 1960. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's not good. I mean, and then dude, he's getting roasted like on Euro steps. Look at that. I mean, that's a hell of a move, but it's just like, mm-hmm. he's the whole point. I had both on Joe. Let me roll up the, the clip. Did you hear what Charles Barkley said about him? I did not. Oh my God! All right, well, I'm gonna play. Wait, this or did he said, yeah, the championship maybe. Chuck thing. Yeah, championship Chuck. That's yep. what I heard. Yep. So that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'll play this for for the audience if you missed it over the weekend. It's great. Ka- uh, Kawhi's being a leader. He's like, y'all guys, get on my back. Playoff P can't keep getting no passes. And, no, and listen, let me tell you something. What kind of passes are you giving them? Uh, no, because you know, well, you can't be calling yourself Playoff P and lose all the time. Huh? And that's what they yeah, brought him there for. You know, hey, you don't see me walking around saying, hey, I won the championship and I didn't win it. They don't, they don't call you championship <laughs> Chuck. They don't call me championship Chuck. Championship Chuck. Hey, CC. CC. Uh, yeah, when uh, I walk around here, nobody be hey, CC, what's happening? Let me Never see, heard that around Let here. me see that ring. <laughs> I love Charles Barkley, by the way. Like, I, they, they have, I, I think, the best show in general, mm-hmm. just like when it comes to like a pregame or postgame show, just all oh, the sports. Great. Oh my god! Yeah, because he'll say how it is, and Shaq will too. Like I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, they're they're they have a great dynamic, and uh, and Ernie have, Johnson's have awesome. Yeah, when you have legends of the game like that, and, and you know they're, they're not free. They don't Kenny the Jetson. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they're great. Yeah. Um, but but there's some validity to that. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been a train wreck in the playoffs. Uh, I I don't even want to like sit here like say the Clippers gonna turn around. I think they'll probably get through this series. Probably. And I don't, I, it's one of those things where I just feel like this is like when you watch 24, for example, right? It, all 24, you know, episodes pluck at your heartstrings a bit. But, you know, by episode six, you're like, this is the episode they're going to get the terrorists now. And like, you fully <laughs> believe it. And you know, well, it can't, they can't get them. And if they, if they do, that means there's a bigger bad guy out there that's going to get revealed later in the season. Like, Right. That's how I feel like the NBA playoffs are. It's like, oh my god, it's two-two right now in this series. It's like, yeah, but you know, the Clippers will find a way. This will just go back. All you know, like flow yeah. over where it always does. Yeah. Can we talk about the Blazers for a second? Yes, please. Because you also uh, can I be that guy. Yeah. You were, and and I was with you. We were the ones saying, well, you know, don't even show up then. If you don't even want to play, don't show up then. Remember that we, we, we were ripping them. We were we were ripping them. Got them. We got to call ourselves out. We did. I mean, we did. We me. did. So. Uh, they, they showed up. They, they, they heard us loud and they, clear. They, they <laughs> did show up and, and, they, and they care. We They clearly <laughs> care. I mean, I just love when when the Blazers are, are all, you know, when they're in sync, that, it's some great, some very fun, extremely fun basketball to watch, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, Lillard and McCollum is arguably one of the best backcourts in the, uh, the NBA. Um, I, think, I think Nurkic is an extremely underrated big man who is very versatile, right? And then you got Carmelo Anthony out there playing like the mellow of old the other night. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's, it's exciting. 
I'm, now, I'm I don't know if they tonight. can last the whole series to beat the Lakers. Like I would love to see. I hope they even it up tonight. Though. That'd be fun. If they do, then if they do, then there could be. Yeah, I'd be really. I would actually tune. I actually watched the the Blazers and Lakers uh, the second game, but then it turned into a blowout real quick, and I, I shut. That's it off. what I did. I was like, oh, it's like you said. It's like. Oh, the Lakers! Anything ever against LeBron, right? Yeah, exactly. Anything to um, do that, and then, nope. But hey, maybe tonight. Well, to it, he, it doesn't even look like he's gotten too far in his in his books. You know, it's only a couple pages. It seems like so. If they got knocked out, you know, he has a lot more time to read. So, um, <laughs> all right. But <laughs> all right, let's get in the mood of Jim on there. Right, I, I, my LeBron, you know, Jim. No, that was good. No, that was good. I had to. I know. I'm sorry, but uh, all right. Let's jump into a little mojo money. Let's end the show on a positive note, right? So. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want me to go first? And then I'll, I feel like yours is a little more, a little op, more optimistic yeah. and closer to the show. Go for it. Um, all right, but they're both in the baseball circuits, ironically enough. Uh, so, did you hear Freddie Freeman mic'd up uh, on Sunday Baseball last night? No, I didn't. This is pretty cool. So, um, your third base prospect he brought up, Alex. Uh, is it is it uh, Bohm? Bomb. All right. Bomb, yeah. So Alec Bomb. Yeah. So Alec Bomb, ironically enough, bombed the <clears throat> home run into center field. Uh, and this is really cool, right? Like, because Freddie Freeman, I always hear, is a great guy, too. And, and he's such – and I always love how he plays the game. Uh, but take a listen. So, he was on third base last night. And, and, and Alec Baum, who is the Phillies' third baseman, after he hit his uh, first career home run. It's really cool. It's a really nice first home run. It's a good story, too. Why is your ball waterlogged? Well, because I hit it 450 feet to dead center. Really nice. Congratulations. I mean, I, I love that. And it's cool because you even kind of hear like he like not blushing in his voice, but just like oh, the, thank you, thank you. Like it's like that's gotta be really cool to hear Freddie Freeman say that to you, right? And you know, just it's just congratulate yeah. you and talk about like how like your first home run and, and just so casual like that. Like yeah. that's a memory that guy's gonna have for the rest of his life. Yeah, and what's cool, what's really cool with that is these are you know divisional rival teams, and they're fighting. You know, they're it's a constant competition between these two teams, and they're professional athletes. You know. Hearing a professional athlete say that to another professional athlete, I think is rare because that's something you would see in like little league world series, which is what's really cool about little league sports, right? It's like giving yeah. a high five to the kid who just hit a home run against you, you know? Right, um, right. You, that, you don't see that that often in professional sports, which is it's really cool. cool. And it's cool, like you said, when you do see it. Yeah, it's because it's rare. So that's awesome. But what about you? Yeah. So, uh, you know, fr- friend of ours from high school uh ian miller who's who's been within the uh the cubs chicago cubs organization friend of the show absolutely friend of the show uh local and guy together yeah that's right yeah that's right um you know he this is a guy he's a speedster he's worked he's worked extremely hard you know 20 years old he's our age and uh he was called up with the twins last year but he got the call yesterday he's up on the uh, chicago cubs big league roster now he uh made a pinch running appearance last night and uh they're actually playing on FS1 tonight live right now on oh, national TV. That's so cool. So maybe we'll see him again tonight. Um, he's up there living living his dream, you know, pursuing it. So huge, and, huge know, shout out. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because I, I got to take a second because I, I think about, yeah, like I said, I had Homer with Ian and we had gym class and stuff. And he was always super nice. I mean, nice kid. And, and, and I, you know, I remember so vividly uh when i ran like track and cross country which no one cares about like no it doesn't matter like right like it, but seriously like i've been joking around like, i'm not trying to rip the sport but it's more just like right it's not on it's not on national tv like you're not watching it like right right so he would just hear the morning announcements like oh like you know when they do go through the thing like oh Karen did whatever race or whatever something stupid like that and he would always be like and especially it's funny because i like looking back on it, it was always we would always talk about like speed and quickness and stuff and i, I remember mm-hmm. he was fast 
and he'd be like damn like that like that's really we just talk about speed and he was like that's awesome man like you're doing great like that's mm-hmm. like so cool that you can roll like that and i remember thinking like you know like he was the only person like 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 outside like, you know like my friends or stuff like you know they'll be like oh cool man like whatever but like they actually like like came over and was like yo like that's really cool like that's mm-hmm. really like and i remember always saying like yeah that's really nice of someone to say that like it like you know like, that never happens like no one like yeah. Most of the time, I'm half asleep during the morning announcements. For someone to be like, dude, I, I heard what they were saying. That's awesome. Like, that's really yeah. cool. Like, I always remember that. And it's just like, I'm thinking, like, it's the least important sport in the world. Like, that was so nice of him to say that. So, I mean, that's the type of guy he was. And, and, and like, that's why I'm so, it's so cool to like have it. Like, I'm so happy that I got caught up. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It, it's great when you see, you know, a good person, you know, achieve a dream yeah. or a major accomplishment or, you know, have good return to them, like something like this. So, it's really exciting, not just because he's local, not just because he's a friend of ours, but just in general, it's a great story. Um, yeah, I remember, funny story real quick, I remember we were playing, we played basketball growing up, like in middle school, like in the, the youth uh, leagues around here, and I remember he hit a, a buzzer beater three to win a, win a game one time. It was exciting, just a little fun story for you. So oh, yeah. He's been killing it since then. <laughs> It's so great. Oh, that's, yeah. oh man, pulling for him. So yeah. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully his club goes great. And you know, what are we pulling for? So that's that's a hell of a mojo Monday. That's right. Yeah, gotta end on a good note. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thank everyone for listening to us. So we'll be back on the air again tomorrow at seven o'clock as normal. Um, yeah. So we want to thank everyone for watching and uh we'll see everyone in the living room tomorrow at seven. Cheers, everyone. Perfect. Cheers.